So by training in the hot room, yeah. one of the things it does is it elevates and promotes circulation in the body because all your pores open and your skin is your largest organ. Ah, okay. So it helps your body to detox. Okay. And so I think that there's so many benefits I could go on and on, but sleep, better sleep. Okay. Deeper relaxation. Mm-hmm. Detoxing. Mm-hmm. More focus, concentration. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Patricia Gavin. Patricia, excited to have you on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, super excited to have you on and talk about all the awesome things you're doing. I'm excited that we get to do this live from Intelligent Office in Alexandria, Virginia, so we can hear about all those awesome things. So I guess to kick everything off, what I wanted to do is rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started and how you start doing all the awesome things you're working on. I started here in Alexandria in 2012 training at Bikram Alexandria. Mm-hmm. They moved the studio after COVID to Falls Church, but they had a studio near Vancouver Metro. Okay. And so I started there. A friend of mine from the military had recommended it. So I went ahead and trained there for two years. And then in 2014, I went to teacher training in LA and I spent 60 days as a yoga teacher mm-hmm. in training with Vikram Chaudhary mm-hmm. at the, what was the rest and now the Hyatt at the airport with uh, 300 other people from across the globe. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like to say it's the United Nations of yoga. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we practice twice a day and then we get classes noon to three. And then in the evening from six to nine. Okay. Nine ish, yeah. Yeah. So it was full for nine weeks mm-hmm. and a hundred classes in the hot room. Mm-hmm. And because there were three hundred of us, we had nine lines. Oh wow. So it was in a ballroom that was heated 105 degrees. Wow. And forty percent humidity, sometimes a little bit hotter than that. But yeah, it was a good experience for me. We had posture clinics usually in the afternoon okay. and then lectures that followed that in the evening. And the posture clinics were really designed to memorize a 90-minute dialogue. Okay. I say monologue, really, because there's no one talking back. Yeah. People are doing the postures, oh, and yeah. that's the reply. Oh, yeah. Are <laughs> you practicing for it if you had, get, had people there? We had basically broken everybody down into groups of 30. Okay. So we would break it up into groups of 30, and we had little cabanas outside near the pool. We'd yeah. go out and practice each of the postures and go through them, and through repetition, mm-hmm. memorize the dialogue. Because teaching a class for 90 minutes mm-hmm. and talking for 90 minutes yeah. is the, we call it a movie meditation, but it's the method that Bikram Yoga is taught, okay. what we now often call the 26 and 2. Okay. It's 26 postures. Uh-huh. Basically, two breathing exercises. Okay. And then uh, 12 standing postures and 14 floor postures that are repeated twice. Okay. So 26 postures and repeated, repeated in twice in 90 minutes. Oh, wow. So it's a pretty strenuous class yeah. that works all the muscles in right. your body. 
And it's designed so that people can do it at any age. Mm-hmm. And the depth that you go in the posture really is reflected by how long you practice. So you can start at any time. And then as you improve your postures, improve your repetition and mm-hmm. frequency and precision. Yeah. So I would say that um, training in my 50s mm-hmm. after military service was a big benefit for me. As I had just, I had an accident, so uh, I tore my meniscus. Ooh. And I would say I would be in a lot worse shape if I didn't have had, if had I not had the yoga. Yeah. And so even to heal, a lot of the postures are helpful for that purpose. That makes so much sense. And sorry, obviously, hear about your injury. Thank you, of course, for your yeah. service as well, too. I tore my Achilles tendon, not completely, but enough to make it not a very great injury. So I know how much physical therapy, stretching, yoga, all those things are the rehabilitation process. Yeah, I had moved to Key West during COVID to teach outdoors, and I came back after having an accident because Alexandria has some of the best physical therapy, I will say, solutions is one of the local people who I'm seeing now and I have another chiropractor I'm seeing. Okay. So both of those are very helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to... I, I had actually returned to the area to fly with American and I was having feet problems and I didn't realize I had a torn meniscus. Oh, wow. So yeah, so I had the feet problems, got those diagnosed and was in treatment for the feet and then I realized they had a deeper problem and the feet were just a symptom. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's been a challenge, but the yoga is good for healing as well as just for keeping fit. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine healing and probably even the the emotional, mental part as far as like having that peace as well, too. I imagine it helps out a lot. So uh, I wanted to drill down a little bit more. Could you tell me a little bit more on how you serve your clients, how you work with them and what that process looks like? It's very different for all kinds of different teachers, I would say. For me, I had traveled after getting certified as a teacher. Okay. Probably one of the first things you need to do is um, your CPR and first aid and AD. And then you get insurance, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I was an investor for the Yogi Insurance, Mm -hmm. and they offer insurance for yoga teachers. And most teachers have waivers that you sign when you come on board for class. And so the, the steps when you come out of teacher training, I traveled and taught because Bikram had 1,300 studios basically are people who are running different studios across the globe so i taught in thailand and i taught in mumbai before covid (laughs) and then i wound up teaching in the tiki hut on sunset island in key west after covid i went to florida so um, i guess that's been my path is i've done more retreats and taught as guest instructor in various places i did teach for the kirov ballet okay here in town when they were open near Catholic University. Uh-huh. I taught their summer program. They have a paraprofessional program that they held to help place dancers in companies. And so I taught 100 ballerinas in a gymnasium. Oh, wow. Which was really... That would be incredible. It actually was because they're athletes and they're very flexible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very strong. Yeah. But they also have a lot of injuries. Dancers are prone to a lot of injuries. Foot, shoulder, hip. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so... I've had some unique experiences with teaching Bikram Yoga. I recertified in Acapulco okay. in 2018. So I flew to Mexico for mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and spent a week with Bikram. And then probably we'll do that in Thailand this year because he's okay. back teaching in Thailand. Okay. So that's my path. There's 
for teachers who taught 10 years, which I'm coming up on, there's a 500-hour certification mm-hmm. through Yoga Alliance that is reciprocal okay. for Bikram teachers that is um, taught in Spain, in Malaga, Spain. So okay. that's in April. So it's given me travel opportunities I wouldn't have otherwise had. Yeah. And a method of traveling I wouldn't have otherwise had in yeah. my 50s. Yeah. And so uh, for that, I'm very grateful. Locally, I'm teaching for residential community okay. platforms, which is here in Alexandria okay. and the Sur. Okay. And there are uh, large residential communities that have an amenity suite and a gym okay. where they're offering yoga in the gym. So those are typically people who haven't been introduced to hot yoga before. So I have people coming who are looking for maybe a stretching type class. Right. And so they're learning the postures, and it's a great introduction, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you being able to meet people in so many different places and areas is it's amazing. The difference between exercise and yoga is breath. Mm. So breath control is a big part of yoga. So you are never breathing through your mouth. Okay. Except when you're exhaling. Because when you come into the yoga room, you do an exercise called pranayama breathing, mm-hmm. which is designed to shift your breathing from your sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight, mm-hmm. to rest and digest, which is your parasympathetic nervous system. Okay. So imagine a Bengal tiger chasing you through the jungle. Okay. You're yeah. right? Mm-hmm. right. inhaling through your mouth. Right. So the goal is to get you to inhale slowly through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Gotcha. Long and slow, deliberate while you're doing the posture. So they become effortless and your breath is controlled. So by training in the hot room, one of the things it does is it elevates and promotes circulation in the body because all your pores open and your skin is your largest organ. Ah, okay. So it helps your body to detox. And so I think that there's so many benefits I could go on and on, but sleep, better sleep, deeper relaxation, Mm -hmm. more focus, concentration, Mm -hmm. increased ability to sit, like in a meditative state right. or in front of your computer right. <laughs> for an extended period of time. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And do you feel like that might be part of what I call your, your secret sauce? It could be for yourself or the work that you do. Is it your kind of, how many is the word, holistic awareness over like yoga and all the things that are involved with? Do you feel like that kind I, of such a part? I think that there's a buzzword mindfulness. Okay. I think it makes you more aware. Okay. They call it self-realization in the yoga world. It raises your self-awareness because you're focusing on controlling your body, your mind, and your spirit and bringing them all in one place. Right. right. And so I think that the yoga, because it's, people say it's not a workout, it's a work-in. Mm. So it's a work-in because you're doing inner engineering. Right. Saguru is, I think, in McMinnville, Tennessee, and he's developed a program there and he calls it inner engineering, okay. where he's teaching yoga. Because yoga means union, body, mind, and spirit. So it's really bringing together all those things. People think of it as maybe sometimes a religion, mm-hmm. or I would say more it's a science. Mm-hmm. I would say less of a religion, more of a physical science, like physical fitness or PT, or if you're studying kinesiology, movement mm-hmm. in the body, dance. Right. I would really put it more in that category than I would a religion. That makes sense. There are people in, obviously, India India are Hindu and Muslim, mm-hmm. but there's also Christians there. They all practice yoga. Right, right. So it's not exclusive to any one group. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's not 
Like you don't have to believe in the yoga. You just have to do the postures. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that you have that, that awareness thing. Did you consider that to be what I, I would call like a CEO hack? And that could be like an app, a book, or even a habit that you have. But is it that ability to understand like yoga being the interrupter? Do you feel like that's part of the hack that you would lean on? Um, yeah, like when I feel stuck or I feel a little frustrated or overwhelmed, going to yoga always is like a big exhale. I, you always feel like that's like they yeah. use the expression like go of stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a way of um, cleaning house like that yeah if the body is the temple right like cleaning the house yeah and i think that big athletes have a better understanding of their bodies because they know how they feel after they've worked out and the relief it provides i love that and i don't know if that might be because and let me because i'm curious if i was going to ask you for a ceo nugget which is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice i almost wondered that you talked about yoga being like a science. I almost wonder if yoga and even, I always feel like business and entrepreneurship is like that journey. I almost feel like yoga is a journey as well too. As you said, you start where you are. Do you feel like you find that as there's a lot of parallels between you growing and building and maybe people that are growing and building certain things like a business? I got an MBA in e-commerce mm-hmm. and I'm thinking back about it now. And the idea what well, was e-commerce and hospitality, but I'm thinking back about it now. And there's a lot of skills that I learned mm-hmm. doing the MBA. I learned how to exchange currency yeah. across the country borders. Right. I, everything I learned, I used as a yoga instructor, traveling and teaching. Mm-hmm. So I think that from a business standpoint, I think it's a way of solving problem solving. Because if you go into a meditative state and you think about something, sometimes you have to make space right. to process things. And I think that the body is basically space, right? right? So in yoga, you're just rearranging it, right. the body itself, right? So you're rearranging the space inside you yeah. to make room for whatever it is that you're trying to resolve outside right. you. So I think it's very good for that. I know Steve Jobs was a big follower. Of Paramahansa Yogananda. Uh-huh. And at his funeral, they gave out his book, Autobiography of Yogi, uh, to all the attendees or funeral, I say, memorial service. Yeah, right. It was given out. And I think it was something he probably used quite a lot when he probably built Apple. Right. So, the um, idea is um, that the yoga helps you live a better life, a better quality life, put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, yeah. which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And our goal is to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So what does being a CEO mean to you, Patricia? I think that charting a course for yourself mm-hmm. and then for other people requires great communication. And I think that communication is, they say, 70% body language, 23% tone. And 7% words. I think that adds up to 100. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> so, what I would say is if the body is 70% of the communication process and you're ignoring that and just using your words, you aren't being a very effective communicator. That's what I would say. You're missing over half of the message in terms of being able to control your expression to others. Yeah, that's powerful. Truly appreciate that, Patricia. Um, For people that are listening to this, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, I think that 
the classes right now that I'm teaching, you, you can, they can really go to yoga. There's the original hot yoga mm-hmm. association okay. that has studios that teach the hot yoga okay. in the hot room. Locally, just following my feed, you can okay. find out what's going on and where. Okay. Like We just had a yoga... USA Yoga is a nonprofit that promotes yoga as an Olympic sport. Okay. And it's more of a competitive endeavor. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have that information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for your time, all the awesome work you're doing. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.